Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and admittedly sometimes mind-boggling side of tech available on the interwebs. I am your tech junkie, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, Saints Row 4 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Netflix and Chill answers the question, what does Netflix taste like? And the new Sunflower security system includes garden light sensors and drones. All that and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of your weekly tech update next. Happening in this week's gaming news, while we have yet to hear new details about Saints Row 5, you'll be able to play the franchise's best entry on the Nintendo Switch when a port of the classic 2013 called Saints Row 4 Re-Elected comes out on March 27th. Now, if you haven't had a chance to experience it, the story of Saints Row 4 is absolutely insane. You play as the President of the United States of America, as you attempt to fend off an alien invasion. All you really need to know is that one of the weapons that you can use in Saints Row 4 is a dubstep gun. Yeah, remember dubstep? It was like dab, but you know, 10 years ago. That causes your enemies to dance when you shoot them with it. The Nintendo Switch version of Saints Row 4 will come with 25 pieces of DLC as well, including the game's two story expansions, Enter the Dominatrix and How the Saints Save Christmas. It will also feature co-op as well as new weapon customization systems. While you can pre-order Saints Row 4 today for 40 bucks, it's probably best to wait for reviews of the port to come out first. Last year's Switch release of Saints Row the Third was plagued with frame rate and input lag issues, so it's better to be safe than sorry. Here's hoping that Saints Row 4 does a much better job. The 2021 Chevrolet Suburban made its debut recently in Detroit alongside its smaller sibling, the 2021 Chevy Tahoe. Per usual, the two are mighty similar to each other, but we're going to focus on the Suburban here. Of all the changes Chevy made to its next generation of full-size SUVs, the switch to an independent rear suspension is the most important of all. It's meant to provide superior ride comfort and body control while aiding hugely in interior space as well. In terms of the latter, the new Suburban is also 1.3 inches longer in overall length and has a 4.1 inch longer wheelbase. This combined with a whopping 5.3 inch lower load floor means huge gains in cargo space and third row room. Now, the Suburban gains 3.7 inches of third row leg room and gains 16.2 cubic feet of space behind that second row. That gain alone is basically the equivalent of a mid-sized sedan's trunk. There are three suspension options as well. The standard setup has traditional coil springs and passive dampers. The mid-tier suspension uses coil springs and GM's fourth-gen magnetic dampers and is standard on premier and high-country trims 
optional on the Z71, by the way. Then the top-of-the-line suspension combines the magnetic dampers and a completely new air suspension system available on High Country and Z71 trims. The air suspension offers up to four inches of height adjustment depending on the situation. At highway speeds, it'll lower 0.75 inches and can go skyward in off-road situations. The powertrain story is almost identical to what it was before, with one big exception, the addition of the 3-liter Duramax turbo diesel, which makes the same 277 horsepower and 460 foot-pounds of torque as it does in the Silverado. The 5.3-liter V8 is still the standard engine, making 355 horsepower and 383 foot-pounds of torque, while the 6.2-liter V8 is the upgrade. This larger V8 continues to make 420 horsepower and 460 foot-pounds of torque. This thing's a beast. Both V8s feature GM's advanced dynamic fuel management system. Chevy integrated its next-gen electrical architecture into the new Suburban 2, which means it's about as technologically advanced as any other Chevy today. The standard infotainment system is a 10-inch touchscreen mounted front and center. Meanwhile, an 8-inch digital screen in the uh, instrument cluster is standard on the Premier and High Country. A 4.2-inch screen goes on the rest of the trims. A giant 15-inch heads-up display is also optional. And a rear seat entertainment package that uh, mounts a huge 12.6-inch touchscreen to the back of the front headrests. Similar to the Silverado strategy, the Suburban will have great variations in looks from trim to trim. The LS and LT are the two base trims. From there, Chevy is offering a RST, a Z71 Premier, and High Country. The High Country is new for Suburban, displacing the Premier as the top trim model of the 2020 truck. Pricing isn't available as of yet, but the 2021 Suburban will be going on sale sometime in mid-2020. Alphabet's Loon is known for its internet balloons, but it uh, worked on an entirely balloon-less project as part of its partnership with SoftBank's Haps Mobile. The two formed a long-term strategic relationship back in April of 2019, with Haps Mobile investing $125 million in the Alphabet company. Now, the partners have announced that they've successfully designed and developed a communications payload for HAPS Mobile's solar-powered stratospheric unmanned aircraft system, also known as the Hawk 30. To be precise, they adapted the technology already being used by Loon's balloons to turn Hawk 30 into a stratospheric cell tower. They had to tweak the communications payload a bit so that its antenna can rotate more quickly. That rotation is necessary to keep a stable connection, but the plane is much faster than Loon's balloons. They also had to create an aerodynamic housing to protect the antenna. In addition, the improved 
improved communications payload uses a custom-designed LTE system that gives Hawk 30 the capability to deliver LTE connectivity to phones and other devices. When the companies announced their partnership last year, they said that with the deployment of such technology, people will be reachable in areas where connectivity is lacking, such as mountainous terrain, remote islands, and developing countries. The coronavirus seems to be affecting pretty much every industry right now and is continuing to have a tangible impact on tech. Nintendo has warned that the virus will result in inevitable production and shipment delays for the Switch in Japan. That includes Joy-Con controllers and Ring Fit Adventure. Accordingly, it postponed Japanese reservations for the Animal Crossing Switch from February 8th to an unspecified date. Pre-orders for the game itself weren't affected, however. We can confirm that the manufacturing of some Nintendo products for the Japanese market has been delayed due to the impact of the 2019 coronavirus outbreak. That uh, comes from the company in a statement to Engadget. Nintendo does not anticipate a significant impact on our broader global supply chain for systems and accessories at this time, however, and product sales in North America and Europe, including pre-orders, are not affected. We would like to express our concern and support for all those affected by the coronavirus during this challenging time. Containing the virus clearly takes top priority, and Nintendo isn't going to be the only company affected. Apple suppliers in China like Foxconn and Quanta aren't expected to resume full production until around February 10th, for instance. This is just one of the more conspicuous examples, and it won't be surprising if more tech companies delay products until and unless it's uh, evident the coronavirus is under control. According to the World Health Organization, antibiotic resistance is one of the biggest threats to global health. Sensing and treating bacterial infections earlier could help improve patients' recovery as well as curb the spread of antibiotic-resistant microbes. Now, researchers reporting in ACS Central Science have developed color-changing bandages that can sense drug-resistant and drug-sensitive bacteria in wounds and treat them accordingly. Researchers developed a material that changes color from green to yellow when it contacts the acidic microenvironment of a bacterial infection. In response, the material, which is incorporated into a bandage, releases an antibiotic that kills drug-resistive bacteria. Now, if drug-resistant bacteria are present, the bandage turns red in color through the action of an enzyme produced by the resistant microbes. When this happens, the researchers Researchers can shine light on the bandage, causing the material to release reactive oxygen species that kill or weaken the bacteria, making them more susceptible to antibiotics. This is awesome. The team showed that the bandage could speed the healing of wounds in mice that were infected with drug-sensitive or drug-resistant bacteria. And hopefully, before we know it, humans will get to use this very same technology as well. In this week's medical news, researchers from Japan's Osaka University have announced the successful completion of a first-of-its-kind heart transplant. Rather than replacing their patient's entire heart with a new organ, these researchers 
placed degradable sheets containing heart muscle cells onto the heart's damaged areas. And if the procedure has the desired effect, it could eventually eliminate the need for some entire heart transplants. Now, to grow the heart muscle cells, the team started with induced pluripotent stem cells, or uh, shortened to IPS. These are stem cells that researchers create by taking an adult's cells, often from their skin or blood, and then reprogramming them back into their embryonic-like pluripotent state. Now, at that point, researchers can coax the ISP cells into becoming whatever kind of cell they'd like. In the case of this Japanese study, the researchers created heart muscle cells from the ISP cells uh, before placing them on small sheets. Now, the patient who received the transplant suffers from a condition in which a person's heart has trouble pumping because its muscles don't receive enough blood. In severe cases, the condition can require a heart transplant, but the team from Osaka University hopes that the muscle cells on the sheet will secrete a protein that helps generate blood vessels, thereby improving the patient's heart function. This is fascinating. The researchers plan to monitor the patient for the next year and they hope to conduct the same procedure on nine other people suffering from the same condition within the next three years. Now, if all goes well, the procedure could become a much needed alternative to heart transplants. Not only is sourcing IPS cells far easier than finding a suitable donor heart, but a recipient's immune system is more likely to tolerate the cells than an entire new organ. X-ray scans are unavailable for most people on Earth. Two-thirds of them, according to 2012 WHO data. Now, in part, this is due to the sheer cost of the machines themselves. The superheated filament in conventional X-ray machines requires so much energy and heat that it costs millions of dollars just to keep the patient safe. Nanox might just have a better way to make these scans widely available, though. It's introducing the Nanox Arc, an X-ray machine that looks like a Star Trek biobed and promises to lower the cost to low five-digit figures. Where familiar X-ray techniques are effectively analog and involve bulky arrays of rotating tubes, Nanox is using a digital system that's much cooler and can get away with stationary tubes that are much smaller and cheaper. The only thing that needs to move is the gantry holding the x-ray ring as it scans different parts of the body. Now, the business model could shake things up too. Instead of asking customers to buy machines outright, Nanox is hoping to offer devices on a pay-per-scan basis, where the company offers AI-based analysis and cloud services to clinics and hospitals. That would entail recurring costs, but it could still be far more affordable than purchasing a machine costing orders of magnitude more. Nanox didn't say when it expected to make the scanners available, although it did hope to deploy 15,000 units in the, quote, near term. It just got $26 million in extra funding from Foxconn, though, and it has a clear goal. It wants to give everyone an X-ray scan per year as a preventative step. Ideally, you'd spot cancer and other hidden medical issues early enough to get effective treatment, rather than waiting until there's a conspicuous sign of trouble.
with official support from Netflix, Ben & Jerry's has announced a new flavor. It's called Netflix and Chilled. The ice cream is about as uh, decadent as you'd expect. It's made with peanut butter, salty pretzel swirls, and fudge brownie chunks. The lid displays the company's logo and declares that you're about to eat a Netflix original flavor. The front of the tub, meanwhile, features three cows huddled together on a couch, presumably about to watch the latest Netflix original. In the US, Ben & Jerry's will also sell a non-dairy take on Netflix and Chilled, made with almond milk. You can sign up for Ben & Jerry's mailing list to find out when the ice cream becomes available to buy. Netflix is no stranger to ice cream-related branding opportunities. This past summer, the company actually teamed up with Baskin-Robbins to promote season three of Stranger Things by opening two Scoops Ahoy pop-ups in the U.S. and Canada. Throughout July, the chain also sold Stranger Things-inspired flavors, including one called USS Butterscotch. However, compared to those one-offs, it seems like you'll have more time to enjoy the company's latest marketing tie-in. Pigeons may be considered rats of the sky, but some scientists have found greater value in these urban birds. The blueprint for a new generation of flying machines. Birds can modify the shape of their wings by fanning out their feathers or shuffling them closer together. Those adjustments allow birds to cut through the sky more nimbly than uh, rigid drones, now using new insights into exactly how pigeons' uh, joints control the spread of their wing feathers. Researchers have built a robotic pigeon dubbed PigeonBot, whose feathered wings change shape like the real deal. This research paves the way for creating more agile aircrafts. With bird-like wings, airborne machines could make tighter turns in cluttered spaces, such as around buildings or in forests, and could better navigate through the air. The new robot, described January 16 in Science Robotics, also offers a way to study the nuts and bolts of bird flight without animal experiments. Researchers bent and extended the wings of dead pigeons to investigate how the birds control their wing shape. Those experiments revealed that the angles of two wing joints, the wrist and the finger, most affect the alignment of the wing's flight feathers. The orientations of those long, stiff feathers which support the bird in flight help determine the wing's shape based on those findings. The team built a robot with real pigeon feathers whose faux wrist and fingers can morph its wing shape as seen in the pigeon cadavers. Besides laying the groundwork for building more graceful drones, what's really cool about this robot is you can make manipulators into a robot wing that you could never do or want to do in a bird. This is the best set of robotic wings yet for testing how birds coordinate their flight feathers to maneuver through the air, says Tyson Hedrick. He's a biochemist at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, not involved in this project. But there's plenty of room for improvement, he says. For instance, a future flying robot could include a shoulder joint to investigate how tilting a bird's wings up and down influence flight. 
Check this out. Toyota just invested $349 million in the flying taxi startup Joby Aviation. The two companies say that they will work together, Joby sharing its all-electric vertical takeoff and landing expertise, and Toyota lending its knowledge of manufacturing quality and cost control to the development and production of Joby's future aircraft. Air transportation has been a long-term goal for Toyota. And while we continue our work in the automobile business, this agreement sets our sights to the sky. That came from Toyota Motor Corporation president and CEO at a press release. As part of the deal, Toyota Motor Corp's executive vice president will join Joby's board of directors. Toyota's investment was part of a Series C financial round in which Joby raised $590 million. Past investors have included Intel, Capital, JetBlue Technology Ventures, and Toyota AI Ventures. Toyota isn't the only automaker eyeing the skies. I told you about Hyundai last week working on a flying taxi concept with Uber, and they have hired a NASA engineer to run its flying car division. Greeley, the Chinese automotive group which manufactures Volvo and Lotus cars and Daimler, have both invested in Volocopter and Rolls-Royce has its own eVTOL concept. Joby's aircraft is a piloted five-seat eVTOL with a max speed of 200 miles per hour and a range of about 150 miles on a single charge. According to the company, it is 100 times quieter than conventional aircraft during takeoff and landing and near silent when flying overhead. Additional details about the prototype aircraft and production plans will be announced later. One of the new products unveiled at CES this year is a new kind of home security system, one that includes drones to patrol your property along with sensors designed to mimic garden lights and a central processor that brings it all together. Sunflower Labs debuted their new Sunflower Home Awareness System, which includes the Sunflower's motion and vibration sensors that look like simple garden lights, but can actually populate a map to show you cars, people, and animals on or near your property in real time. The B, a fully autonomous drone that deploys and flies on its very own with cameras on board to live stream video and the Hive charging station for the B, which also houses the brains of the operation for crunching all the data gathered by the component parts. Roving aerial robots keeping tabs on your property might seem a tad dystopian and perhaps even unnecessary when you could maybe equip your estate with multiple fixed cameras or sensors for less money and with less complexity. The system doesn't come cheap, which shouldn't be a surprise. Given what it promises to do on paper, it starts at $9,950 and can range up depending on your specific property's custom needs. The company is accepting pre-orders now with a deposit of $9.99 required and intends to start delivering the first orders to customers beginning sometime in the middle of this year. Thanks for watching your weekly tech update. If you have a story you think we should feature on the program, uh, you need to send me an email, djraymcneil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at your weekly tech update and check out the podcast, audio and video versions available on iTunes, Google, 
Spotify, Audioburst, and elsewhere on the interwebs. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world. <laughs> <laughs>